Let's talk tax concessions. Well, one in particular, as it relates to small businesses. It's a great one, but you do have to be eligible and start getting your ducks in a row well in advance. From Sound Cartel, I'm Nicole Goodman, and this is Business Essentials Daily. Wouldn't we all like to qualify for the most generous tax concession available to business owners? Of course we would, and that's accessing the Small Business Capital Gains Tax Concession 15-year exemption. But what are the qualification rules? Well, according to Mazar's tax superannuation specialist, Michael Jones, they can be complicated. Timing is critical, he says, and you definitely need to plan ahead. So, what do we need to know? Michael Jones highlights the rules around this tax concession to Heather Dawson. You know, it's the most generous tax concession available to business owners. This 15-year exemption under the Small Business CGT concession, it's a really good one. A qualifying business owner can sell their business assets tax-free, which is a good start, but an added bonus is the option for the business owner to contribute up to $1.565 million of the proceeds into superannuation. So it's not just the profit, it's the proceeds, which is better. These Super contributions are not subject to the normal caps on super contributions, and that's a significant additional benefit. You know, the 15-year exemption rule, like all tax rules, they draw a line to determine the business owners who qualify and the business owners who are left out in the cold. So either you're in or you're out, and your ownership structure and your profit distribution decisions over certain years, they make a difference to the tax outcome. So it's important to have your eyes open and be alert to the rules and plan ahead for this generous tax concession. Okay. So, well, Michael, what's required for a business owner to qualify for the 15-year CGT exemption? Well, at a high level, the conditions to qualify are the following. So one, there's a sale of business asset for a gain. Okay, that's simple. Say, for example, the goodwill of a business is sold or say the business warehouse or office is sold. Two, the business must have a turnover of less than two million to qualify. But if that doesn't work for the business, there's an alternative. And the alternative, number three, is that the net value of the assets of the business owner including related entities, must not exceed $6 million. The group of assets in this test will exclude the business owner's home and the superannuation and their personal use assets. So the fourth condition to qualify is that if the asset being sold is a share in a company or an interest in a trust, then, and here the rules become complicated because you have to look through the structure and ensure that there is sufficient participation in the business by the business owner. So for example, the business entity must have at least one individual who owns at least 20% of that entity. And as I said, the tax rules get more complicated when there's two layers of ownership. So that would be, for example, the common structure of a trust owning a company. 
Okay, fifth condition, the business asset must be owned continuously for the 15 years leading up to the sale. And the sixth condition for this particular concession is that the sale is in connection with the business owner's retirement. Now, each of these conditions need to be carefully assessed because unfortunately the ATO are very stringent when they apply the rules for this wonderful concession. So what's the key issue that might trip up a business owner hoping to qualify? Well, you know, there's a few curly criteria, but I'll mention a couple right now. And the one I'll start with is in relation to that $6 million asset value test and connected entities. So when working out the value of your assets, 100% of the value of a connected entity is included in your asset pool. And that's the case even if you own less than 100%. Because a taxpayer is considered to control an entity if the taxpayer owns 40% or more of that entity. But 100% of the value is included in the test. I'll give you a simple and common example. You've got a husband and wife that each own 50% of their family company, and that company is worth $5 million. Well, you would expect that each husband and wife would include $2.5 million of value in their asset test, 50%. But that's not how it works. Because both are considered controllers of the company because both have greater than 40% ownership and therefore both would include a value of $5 million in their asset test. Yeah, well, that's surprising, isn't it? So what other yeah. surprising rules can you share with the listeners then, Michael? Well, I'll give you a more positive example, perhaps. The 15-year exemption has a rule that the sale must be in connection with retirement. So in appropriate circumstances, I would argue that the asset sale and the retirement do not have to occur contemporaneously. If the sale occurs as part of an actual retirement plan, then that should be sufficient. Of course, it will be a question of fact. Now, retirement, what does that mean exactly as well? I would argue that it means a significant reduction in the number of hours an individual is engaged in that business activities that they presently do, or a significant change in the nature of those activities from what they presently do. That would be retirement. Are there any tricky issues around the contribution to superannuation from the proceeds of the sale? There is sometimes, you know, an awkward interaction between the capital gains tax rules and the superannuation rules in relation to this 15-year exemption. So whereas the 15-year exemption requires the asset sale to be in connection with retirement, the super rules will prevent retired taxpayers that are aged 67 and over from actually making the contribution. So there's a contradiction there. Furthermore, like a super fund could not accept a contribution from a business owner aged 75 or more. The timing of the payment is important because there's two sets of rules to navigate. There's capital gains tax and superannuation. Well, final question, Michael, then. What would you say to business owners? What should they be doing in relation to the 15-year CGT exemption? Well, it's a very generous tax concession, but unfortunately the rules can be very complicated. So business owners should get advice and understand their ability to access the small business CGT concessions. 
in particular the 15-year exemption, but also the other small business CGT concessions. And by the way, those other ones are easier to access. Timing is critical. So don't wait until you've sold the business to get advice. That would be way too late. This is an area where advice is relevant and key structural decisions should be made at all stages of the business. That was Mazar's superannuation and business advisory partner, Michael Jones. This episode of Business Essentials Daily is produced by the team at Sound Cartel. Thanks for listening. I'm Nicole Goodman. We'll bring you more B Daily tomorrow. Follow at BE Daily Podcast across social media and head to bedaily.com.au for more from the Business Essentials Daily Podcast. Sound Cartel.